What a wonderful day it is to be alive. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Life. It's been such a long time since I've had the pleasure of being your host. This is Yasmin Healing. Today's episode is on the art of politics and why you should vote. So let's dive in. I'm going to start with, and I'm going somewhere with this, I promise you. And if for any reason you disagree with me, feel free to use my mantra, fuck the world, okay? And if you agree with me, hurrays to me, right? So let's dive in. So during, do you remember during the, we've had terror since consecutive years as far back as Bush Jr. And when I say we, I'm talking about the people who live in the United States of America, right? Because this is our voting time. Every four years we have our voting and this is around the time it happens. So when when Bush Jr. was our president, we had the fear of a group called Al-Qaeda, right? If you can remember the Twin Towers, or if you don't, you can watch it on YouTube. The Twin Towers, just of the plane, just landing September 11th, just absolutely just hitting the the towers it was just televised everybody was just terrified it was like an apocalypse that's exactly what it was that day it was apocalypse it was the end of the world as we knew it and america being the superpower the whole world was terrified like america was attacked so bush jr became our hero, right? And immediately Bush Jr. had, you know, oh my God, weapons of mass destruction. This man, this leader, this president in a country, many people would pronounce it as Iraq, but it's actually Iraq. This country, this leader, he's, he's gonna, he has weapons of mass destruction and he's gonna destroy the world and and since we are part of the world, we have to get him. Even though, even though the individuals who the media, our government, said the identities, none of them were from Iraq or Afghanistan. But we, but everybody was terrified of this, you know, mass, this nuclear mass destruction, this, this villain, he was going to destroy the world and we had to save the world. So, goodbye Saddam, President Saddam of uh, the leader of Iraq at that time. Goodbye, overthrown. 
Afghanistan. Liberating, we're liberating the Afghanis, right? And then the television, the media, oh my goodness, this it was just it was 24 hour of of Al-Qaeda, 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 Al-Qaeda. This Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden. You knew if you were five years old at that time, you knew, you remember, you'll never forget that name, Osama bin Laden, because he was everywhere. He was in our, he was in, in lunch conversations. You know, I'm sure even couples had sex while talking about this, this Osama bin Laden, this boogeyman who, who, You know, he may have, you know, cells. He may have individuals here in our soil working with him. They terrified us. Oh my goodness. And then it ended. Bush Jr. was time was over. And we had, you know, he was ushered in. Obama, Barack Obama, our president, Barack Obama. And Barack Obama, he was the hope we were going to get out of the darkness because Bush Jr., we were all terrified. Here comes this charismatic leader, and he's different. He's different from everybody else, right? He's this copper-skinned. He is, he is what America prayed for, right? He was the one. He was the Messiah that was going to end racism. We, didn't wanna, we don't want, politicians don't want to tackle the system that they helped create. They uh, leave that for our, for the for Barack Obama. It's copper skinned. He's different. First elected copper skinned black a black man, right? And everybody was crying. But even under Obama, we lived in terror. We lived in fear of ISIS state because after Bush Jr. destroyed Iraq broken people assembled and formed a state they called ISIS you know with their black flag they're all dressed in black and all they're talking about is death they're actually killing people on live television just chopping people's heads off and everybody's terrified oh my god even children the youth were leaving all over the world to join them all over the world any youth that has that was into horror that has that has seen one or too many hollywood movies wanted to join isis right And we still just ISIS state, just fear. That's all we talked about, ISIS state, ISIS state, ISIS state. The president talked about ISIS state, ISIS state, this glooming, this growing ISIS state that was planning on taking over the world, right? And then, of course, racism still remained. But while everybody was looking at towards ISIS, making sure we, we have to watch ISIS state. So nobody was looking when Libya was absolutely destroyed, right? 
their leader deformed. No balance of government to take his place. I mean, Libya, people in Libya had better living situations, better quality of life than people in a superpower country like America. Truth be told, they had free education, they had free medical care, everything was free to them. That's how their leader set it up. They have oil, they're rich. Libya went into civil war, and now Libya is the port, the hot spot for slavery. You can watch slave auctions on YouTube. Don't take my word, go to YouTube and put Libya, slaves in Libya. You'll see it for yourself. And I still feared this ISIS state that was going to grow. What if this ISIS state has those individuals that are cutting people's heads off? What if they have cells in America? What if they have cousins? And then the Islamophobia, Islamophobia, everything just, the word Islamophobia was growing, you know? This fear of people who follow the Islamic faith. And of course, we had more divide in America. And off went Obama, right? And then we had Hillary Clinton and, and Trump. And Trump, of course, won, as we know. And under, and under Trump... Now, we have another terror that we are absolutely terrified. The American people are absolutely terrified. I'll give you a clue. It ends with messy. If you said white supremacy, you got it. So the media has this president of the United States is a white supremacist. He's never come out and said it himself. But they associated that white white supremacy to him. He's not the most articulate leader that we have had. Obama was much more articulate than President Trump. Obama was loved by the media. Trump is hated by the by the media. When Obama was in power, he would have speeches that began with "Assalamu alaikum," even though he's responsible, not him particularly, but his administration was responsible for the Arab Spring, for the destruction of Libya. But let us not worry about the you know third world ugly, right? Let's not worry about them. It's not our business. Let's worry about America. He says he wants to make America great again. Trump wants to make America great again. The media says, no, he wants to bring America back to 1920s. He's brewing hate. He's brewing hate. Media no longer talks about the other boogeymans, one being the al Qaeda, second one being 
ISIS state, what has happened to ISIS state under President Trump, we haven't heard anything about ISIS state, what has happened to them. This growing state, they literally took half of Syria and established themselves with a black flag. We, we don't hear none of that. Now, everything is white supremacy. And everybody's scared. Everybody's feeling uncertainty. They say times are different now. It's not like before. I wonder how was it like before? Was the fear under Bush Jr. different? Was the fear under Obama different? I wonder the uncertainty now that we did not feel under the previous two leaders. You see? So, we're absolutely terrified. We are absolutely terrified. And there's a divide now. There's this divide where people are, you know, black and white. And this allure from the media that if Trump wins, we're going to have a civil war of the skins. We're going to have a civil war of the skins, they say. This is the built up, the built up, right? Defund the police, defund the police, defund the police. Police brutality will never stop unless we defund the police. What about changing policies? Why don't we just change policies? Police officers and people follow policies. Why don't we change policies? No one wants to talk about that. We have to defund the police, they say. We have to defund them. But if we defund the police, what would be there to help? Who, who would be there to stop the bad guys, right? Because it's always been the bad guys. It's terror of the bad guys. The bad guys are coming for us, right? No politician has stepped up and said, why don't we dismantle the policies? Why don't we dismantle policies that continue to oppress the copper-skinned citizens of America? Also known as the black people. Why don't we dismantle these systems that have been in place since the beginning of our nation? Why don't we dismantle them? We can create new policies. And the new policies will be like the sun rising. No. See, the American media always wants to scapegoat. They want to blame somebody or they want to build somebody as the Messiah, right? Like Obama. Obama was our Messiah. 
there was no change in, in, in policies. There's no, no word of let's dismantle the policies that continue to oppress people. No, it was this copper-skinned Messiah. He was the face of the end of oppression. But the policy still stayed. The policy still stayed. If anything, they those policies got worse because under President Obama, the copper-skinned people could not voice their aggression, could not voice the everyday oppression, could not voice what they're going through. Because why? Well, they have a leader in the White House that has the same skin as them. And the media says, what are you complaining about? How, and individuals who are in support of the, of the racist system, because an individual cannot be a racist. An individual cannot be a racist. They have no power to be a racist. For one, to have the power, to have, to be a racist, they have to have power. The power to the power to deny somebody access to a job, deny ac- the access to better education, deny someone the access to a better life. If if a if an individual has that power, then they can be a racist. But poor old Karen, who lives across the street, who's frustrated with her life and is just calling 911 on everybody who looks at her side-eyed, is not a racist. She has no power. She's just prejudiced, truth be told. But this, this, this manipulation, this media, just bringing fear upon the soil, upon souls, upon hearts, creating individuals copper skin individuals they're they're absolutely ripping away hope they're 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 digging into souls with daggers every time they talk about the continuous Oppression, 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 oppression. And they never bring up solutions. We need solutions. People need solutions. Without solutions, you have hopelessness. Without hope is death. Right? 